and that he had as much hair on his head as most guys had on their ass, and all Ricky could hope was that the magic spell he'd cast over her wouldn't wear off before morning. I'll take you up on that drink, Rita said when they pulled themselves apart. Name your pleasure. Gin and tonic, heavy on the gin. He went to the room's minibar. Once his winnings had started to mount, the casino had plied him with free drinks, and now he could barely walk. Stopping at the boxy TV mounted to the wall, he paused to stare at his disheveled appearance in one of the smoky mirrors that served as wall decorations. His face was smeared with pink lipstick, and his hair stood on end. He looked like shit. In the same reflection, he caught Rita firing up a butt. She was a mess, too, but in a sexy way, like she'd just woken up, and it occurred to him that no matter what she did to herself, she was always going to be beautiful, and he would always be a grunt. He staggered into the bathroom, slamming the door behind him. Jesus! The bathroom light was bright and harsh. Filling the sink with cold water, he dunked his head, came up for air, then plunged his face in again. Are you all right? she asked through the door. He pulled his face out of the sink. Give me a minute, okay? You want a drink? Coke. Want some rum with that? No, straight. Another dunk, and he felt a little better. Drying himself, he examined the pox and crevices of his face in the mirror his wet hair hanging limply from the circular edge of his freckled head. His pride had been crushed long ago, and he felt the skeptic in him rear itself. What did Rita really see in him besides the twenty grand? No immediate answers came to mind. Then he had a brilliant thought. He'd ask her. He cracked the bathroom door. She was at the minibar, her back to him. In the smoky mirror, he watched her fix their drinks. She'd slipped off her shoes and found Kenny G on the radio, her feet dancing as she poured his soda. She was primed, and the little man sent a message to his brain telling him to drop his drawers and march right up to her. Or something, he'd say wittily, then throw her on the bed. Wild, uncontrollable sex would follow, and life would be perfect for a little while. Don't drown in there, she called out. His pants were hanging around his knees when he saw Rita dig a tiny vial from her purse. Oh no, he thought, a cokehead. Unscrewing the top, she dumped the contents into his bubbling soda and mixed it with her pinky. I'm waiting, she called out. Ricky shut the door and leaned against it, breathing heavily. Not Coke. A Mickey. Knock out the dummy, take the money. He wanted to cry. Would have had he been alone. Time's up, she called out. A strained laugh came out of his mouth. Being a nerd, Ricky carried a miniature screwdriver in his shirt pocket, and he got on his knees and unscrewed the air conditioning vent then removed his winnings from his belly pack and stuffed them into the small rectangular hole in the wall. A strange smell was coming out of the vent, 
He took a deep whiff, trying to place it. Like badly burnt toast. Rita knocked on the bathroom door. Ricky! I'm coming. Not without me. Ha ha, he said. He screwed the vent back into place. Opening the bathroom door, he saw Rita sitting on the bed with their drinks, her blouse partially unbuttoned. Here I am, he said, sitting down beside her. She passed him his soda. Bottoms up. They clicked glasses, and Ricky felt her stare. He put his drink on the floor, then said, Listen, something's come up. I think it would be best if you left. But we're just getting started. She had a mouth that could make your heart melt. Ricky was a sucker for beautiful girls and had to remind himself that this one wanted to roll him. Staring past her, he said, I really think you need to go. She squeezed his leg. This time the little man did not respond. What's wrong? You got a wife at home you're not telling me about? Something like that, he said. Sure you don't want to play around? I'm sure. The dreamy look vanished from her face. Putting her drink on the floor, Rita picked up her purse. And I thought you were someone special, she said. Ricky looked into her eyes, trying to see into the soul of a woman who'd take advantage of a lonely guy and steal his dough. Did she care that he was hypersensitive to sleeping medication and that her Mickey might kill him? No, she probably didn't. He stood up and pointed at the door. Get out, he said. Her face turned to granite. She went to the minibar and slipped on her pumps. She didn't seem tipsy anymore, and walked calmly to the door before stopping. Maybe some other time, she said. I don't think so. She scowled, the lost money eating a hole in her. In the movies, the guy got to say something clever right about now, and Ricky pointed at the door. See you around, sweetheart. Who said that? Bogart? Or was it Edward G. Robinson? Jimmy Cagney. She lingered at the door, smiling coyly. Sure you don't want me to stay? You don't quit, do you? Quitting is for losers, big boy. Get lost or I'll call security. You're so brave. Keep it up and I'll toss you myself. A slob like you? She pulled a can of mace from her purse. I don't think so. Ricky blinked. A thick black snake about nine feet long had slithered into the room and wrapped itself around Rita's shapely legs. Thinking the booze was messing with his head, he watched the snake begin to squeeze the life out of her, only to melt away in a harmless puff of smoke. Rita looked at the floor, sensing something was wrong. What's that funky smell? she said. Something's burning. You'd better not open that door. Why not? Because somewhere deep down inside I want to believe you might really care for me, he thought. I think the hotel's on fire, he said. Rita put her hand on the knob and twisted it. Right, and you and I are going to stay in this room until the firemen come, my hero. 
Well, if I stay, it's going to cost you, toilet bowl head, four hundred bucks an hour, a grand for the night. Ricky winced. All his life, people had soiled him with names, but for some reason, this dagger hurt more than the others. He hadn't intentionally lost his hair, but women seemed to think something was wrong with his genetic makeup because he had. His lower lip began to tremble, and he had to think hard. How about twenty bucks, and you have to shine my shoes in the morning? Rita's mouth dropped open. Score one for R.S. Jerking the door open, she said, "Stick it up your ass, fat boy," and marched into the hallway. A loud whoosh greeted her as the fire smoldering in the hallway sucked up the bedroom oxygen and caused the hallway to burst into flames. Rita stood in the center of it. She acted confused, like someone trapped in a carnival funhouse. And Ricky watched in morbid fascination as her flowing blonde hair and baby doll red dress sparked, then burst into bright orange flames. The smell of burning food was unmistakable. He imagined a fire raging out of control in the hotel restaurant, perhaps caused by a punctured gas line or a greasy stove. Once the fire exceeded eighteen hundred degrees. Its radiant heat flux would travel up the elevator shafts and air conditioning ducts and cook the building like a giant souffle. Rita was getting the full treatment, and she ran back into the room like she'd been shot out of a cannon. "You bastard!" she screamed. Ricky sidestepped her mad charge and watched her sail headfirst through the glass slider.